So, hello everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Campfire. I'm Stephen Biggin. I'm Chris Kohlberg. And today we are looking at a film entitled... From Beyond. From Beyond. From Beyond was made in 1986 by the duo of Stuart Gordon and Brian Usna. You remember, may remember Stuart Gordon from the man who brought us uh, such things as Reanimator, uh, Dagon, uh, Dolls. Dolls. Is that the first one they made? No, I think Reanimator might have been. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I love Dolls. Yeah, Dolls is really underrated. Uh, mostly he specializes, not not exclusively, but mostly he specializes in uh, adaptations of H.P. Lovecraft stories, which this is no different. Uh, this is based on an H.P. Lovecraft story with, by the same name of From Beyond. It was a short story, I think maybe a couple paragraphs. Yeah, that's what you're saying. They, the introduction to this movie is really the entire H.P. Lovecraft story, right? Yeah, you know, when the, the way the movie starts, uh, and by the time the initial intro credits roll, is you've already covered the whole H.P. Lovecraft story, and then these guys just came and kind of built on that. And kind of, you know, as you saw, went a little fucking overboard with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, it's very, the direction they took it is very ingenious, for sure. Um, it was an interesting movie, to say the least. I, it's one of my favorites. Me too, me too. It's almost shocking to watch. It's, it's really good. Um, there is a lot of very fantastic practical effects. Tons. <laughs> uh, a lot of what-the-fuck moments, probably about every five minutes, excuse me, when this thing really gets going. The budget on this thing... Was four mil or four point five million? Wow, that's it, really. The gross was one point two. Oh man! So it, it did not do well. What a tragedy! <laughs> yeah, I mean, it didn't even. It made you know like maybe a third of its box office back. That's sad. It's it's worth a lot more than that for sure. Oh yeah, I mean, like I said, it's one of my personal favorites. So from beyond stars the incomparable Jeffrey Combs. <laughs> B-movie uh, Romeo yeah. of the awkward love scene. He was also in Stuart and Gordon's Reanimator, along with a million other. I mean, you've probably seen him as backup roles here and there. He's kind of just been in everything. Yeah. But only stars in like really crappy B-horror movies. He's kind of the king. <laughs> yeah, well, one of. It also stars uh, Barbara Crampton, mm -hmm. who also was in Reanimator. And then uh, Ken Faree as Bubba Brown Lee. Most interesting uh, intro to a character ever is when he introduces himself. And this makes me laugh so much for no stupid reason. It's just dumb as hell, but it makes me giggle. He's like, name's uh, Bubba Brown Lee. You can just call me Brown Lee. Used to play pro football. <laughs> we were all crazy. I'm Sergeant Buford Brown, but my teammates call me Bubba. I used to play pro football. We were all crazy. Who introduces himself like that? And then scene cut. No further explanation of that. No, I mean, that's all you need to know is, is uh, that's Bubba Brown Lee right there, Bubba and he Brown. used to play football, and that motherfucker was crazy. <laughs> or at least they used to. They used to all be crazy. They used to all be crazy. We were all crazy. Yeah, let's just jump right into this sucker, because there is a lot to talk about in this movie. I mean, a lot. It, this movie is not a lot of filler. Um, they really just jump into the storyline, and like I said before, the original H.P. Lovecraft story takes place in the whole intro of the movie before the credits roll, so uh, Jeffrey Combs, who is Dr. Crawford Tillingist, is working on a machine that him and his partner, who will be introduced later, invented. And what it is meant to do is stimulate the pineal gland 
uh, which is pretty much like your third eye. Chakra of some sort. Yeah, like um, uh, It's a real gland. Yeah, it's a real gland, <laughs> but in this movie, if you vibrate it, you get to see into this whole other world. It kind of connects, it's, it's, uh... You get to see from beyond, even. So, he's working on his machine. It's a late night. Uh, his partner, uh, Dr. Pretorius, is not with him at the time. He is, uh, in his bedroom, which we will later find out is an S&M sex dungeon. There's chains and whips. I'm not even kidding about that. There's whips, there's chains, there's there's all kinds of shit. Stirrups and stuff. Leather and restraints and there's handcuffs hanging off the wall. It's, a, it's some fucking ridiculous shit. Dr. Tillinghast, played by Jeffrey Combs, flips this sucker on and finally gets it to work. And a purplish-pink hue overtakes the room that the, the machine, which is called the resonator, <laughs> is producing. Uh, basically, yeah. it, it vibrates your pineal gland and you see all the beams we were talking about around you. So he starts seeing these neon eels, jellyfish floating around. And he's like, oh, oh, a whole new world. I'm Aladdin in this bitch. <laughs> Look at me floating around with my pineal glands. And then one of the eels takes a big old chunk out of his cheek. Right, he gets a little too close, a little too comfortable. Bites Mr. He Combs. did not respect those eels. <laughs> No, and, their, and their territorial personal bubble. Which, do they ever, I don't remember, do they ever say if this is what they're expecting to happen? Uh, I, they were not expecting this. They were, if I remember correctly, they were just trying to stimulate the pineal gland to see beyond their normal sight. Okay. And see what, and these monsters. So they had no idea what was waiting for them. It's no. Just, this is, uh, a, 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 well, not a happy discovery, but... Um, they didn't know they would be sent to like the neon pink <laughs> underbelly of like late 80s LA <laughs> with hot pink snakes everywhere and jellyfish. So, you know, he gets a he gets a big old chunker taken out of that there cheek of his. Yeah. And he flips the machine off, rightly so. So he goes and gets uh, Dr. Pretorius from his sex dungeon. Uh, he tells him the, the machine's working. They go and fire it up. Smash cut to the neighbor... And it's a little old lady and her dog, and they're calling the cops like, they're at it again with the bright lights and all the sounds. Yeah. You said you'd send a cop if, I, if there was any more disturbances. Right. Well, I'm disturbed. Hangs up the phone, and she decides that she's going to get all Dick Tracy on it and just go investigate herself, which, you know, bad call. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the neighbor uh, is at the gate now, goes to go in. Jeffrey Combs, he comes uh, running out of the house in obviously a panic. That's right. Past the woman. Her little shithound dog was running in the house. <laughs> so she goes in to uh, follow it. And inside, uh, we have Dr. Tillingist, or I'm sorry, Dr. Pretorius, laying on his stomach, missing his head, and uh, the little dog is chewing on his neck stump. And then that's uh, where our intro credits roll, and that would be the end of the H.P. Lovecraft story, and into what Brian Usen and Stuart Gordon came up with for this movie. Right. So it opens from there. They're in a, uh, it's in a psych ward. Yes. Uh, we, we get introduced to Barbara Crampton's character as Dr. Catherine McMichaels, who is going to study uh, Dr. Uh, Tillingist because they think he killed Pretorius. You know, they go in there and there's a headless guy and he's making up stories about eels and flight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, says something along the lines of, you know, it came and it ate him. 
yeah. hit his head off yeah. like a gingerbread man. And he's doing that. It, it's his trademark thing where it's so dramatic he can barely get the words out. Bit off his head. Like a gingerbread man. He overacts everything in the most wondrous of ways. It's great. There's nothing it? subtle about a Jeffrey Combs role, <laughs> ever. No, no he's he he has two uh, two modes. He's either asleep or full tilt. I mean, even even in movies like The Frighteners, where he had like a small role. Oh God. <laughs> his role in The Frighteners was my favorite thing in that whole movie, and I do like that movie a lot. But... Me too. But in this, so he's uh he's giving the overacted, dramatic uh, description of what happened Yeah, in the house. It ate his head. Barbara Crampton doesn't seem very perturbed by this. No. Um, she actually is sort of enticed by his story and wants to uh, research this further. Yeah, she wants to know what was up with the experiments they had going on in the house because uh, you get the impression that Dr. Pretorius was something of a, of a noted man in his field. He was, right. he was respected. Yeah. Uh, especially by her. She she looked up to him for some odd reason. She didn't know about the sex dungeon at this time. Right. She'll find out. So, but you know, one of the, the things that just really made me laugh, there's like little subtle things that just really cracked me up about this movie, is when Jeffrey Combs delivers that line that it bit off his head. You know, like so overly dramatic. There's for some reason a xylophone noise. Oh yeah. It's like it's like a Twilight Zoney sort of xylophony. Yeah. <laughs> it's a xylophone noise because you know, I mean, when you when you hit a dramatic roll and there's that beat to let it really sink in, nothing sinks it in better than you, you fire up that xylophone. So they're discussing this bit, uh, bitten off head and Jeff Combs' possible participation in it. And she she comes forward and, you know, she's a doctor as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she comes forward that she wants to reconduct the experiment to see what went wrong and if it gives any expl explanations on what happened to Dr. Pretorius because he never found his head. Yeah. It's no. gone. Gone. That's when we get introduced to Ken Faree's Bubba Brown Lee. Right. Sergeant Bubba Brown Lee. Barbara barely has to press for any of this, too, I wanted to say. No, you know, her and Credentials <laughs> Man from Life Forest would probably, you know, be a, like a power couple <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. 80s uh, in the eighties horror movie world. If they those two were to hook up with his steely gaze. Oh, they'd be unstoppable. Yeah, they would be a power couple. That they'd probably be, it, he'd probably be like Trump now. He'd be in white, the White House. She'd be wearing offensive coats. So in, in walks Bubba Brown Lee, who uh, used to play pro, pro football. Yes. They were all crazy. We were all crazy. He's in charge at seeming, right? He's in charge of this. Uh... Supposedly. <laughs> you know, he's he's the police sergeant. He's supposed to be overseeing because technically uh, uh, Dr. Tillingist is a, a, a prisoner in a murder case yeah. in their right. eyes. Right, right, right. But this doctor, credentials woman, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, credentials woman. Unofficial bride of credentials man from the the Life Force podcast. Just kind of tells him what to do, and he's like, "Word, okay." He tells them throughout the the film several times what he wants to do, and they openly just ignore. Him. Yeah. I'm the law here. You turn on that machine, and it's reckless endangerment. 
What are you, police chief? Or sergeant? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. My PhD trumps the shit out of you. Yeah, which I don't know. He has the gun. He has, I mean, he's the biggest guy in the He in used the to play house. pro football. They were crazy. We were all crazy. Yeah. Do you want to fuck with a pro football playing crazy men? So they get together. They're moving into the house. They, they go back to the house where the experiments were down, where the resonator's at, where Dr. Pretorius lost his head. And, you know, uh, they get there power's out. So, in looking to get the power back on, Jeffrey Combs disappears. He just leaves right away. No one's paying attention to the the, the possible murderous <laughs> right. and then once, mad doctor. Once they realize he's gone, Brown Lee goes, basically, let him be. We gotta get the power on. Like, you know what? We'll get the power on, then we'll find the escaped mental, murderous mental patient. Right, which you think that would be precedent, you know? Let's get the possible Hey, he's murder. a man of priorities. <laughs> we yeah. gotta get the power on, then we'll find crazy McMurder face. Which they found quickly. They, they found that power right away. It's in the well, basement, they, right? The uh, machine had all these wires running through the house. So they followed the wires down to the, That's right. the power box. Is it as was explained to them they needed to draw extra power to, to run the machine so they rewired the whole house so there's these big cartoony cables going down the stairs yeah into the basement into the power box that's right okay so they get the power back on and they're like let's find a uh, crazy face mcmurder guy that's where they come across the for the first time dr Pretorius's sex dungeon yeah they open the door, the whips, the chains. Lee finds it first, right? And he, uh, he starts playing... Uh, uh... Yeah, there's a TV there <laughs> where he's he's conveniently Dennis Reynolds' up a sex tape and has it loaded up, ready to go. So he presses play and there's Dr. Pretorius. He's got this topless woman. She's chained up. Her arms are like, you know, restrained. And yeah. he's behind her just whipping the shit out of her with a cat of nine tails. And she's in like some like leather outfit with her tits hanging out. And she's obviously uh, into it. Yeah. Every once in a while he stops and like creepily, aggressively grabs her by the face, sticks his tongue down her throat, and then back to whipping. <laughs> you know, back to whipping. Just, just right. putting work into that ass. This guy was into some weird shit. And they watch it for kind of an uncomfortable amount of time. And yeah. Brown Lee makes a uh, a statement like, oh, this is the guy you look up to? Yeah, yeah. And she's all like, I don't care about his personal life. Yeah, she turns it off and dryly says that, yeah, she doesn't care about his personal life. And that's when they find the room where the experiments were, were going down. And out of the darkness rushes Jeffrey Combs with an axe above his head. <laughs> yeah. And Brownlee just kind of casually scoops him up. Well, after a short conversation about Dr. Pretorius' sex life, Combs goes into this long speech about how you'd bring over women and they'd drink fine wine and eat fine meals and it would always end in screaming. Yeah. By the way, this is how he delivers his line. Exactly. It's always ends in screaming. <laughs> right, yeah. And I love him for it. Uh, it's great, man. Like, it's, it's like watching William Shatner work. But those, those two worked off each other. It would be, I think it'd be like a time cop situation where the world would undo each other itself. <laughs> yeah. With like, those two just interacting with each other. What or, would that movie be and look like? I don't know, but we need to make it. <laughs> if we ever get money, let's just do the uh, Jeffrey Combs, uh, William Shatner... Just dialogue, shoot it out. It'd just be them. I really, you really wouldn't have to do a whole lot. Just have them speaking to each other in a room. And we wouldn't even have to write a script. It's like, just talk. <laughs> We're gonna film this madness. That would be uh, incredible. I bet they both so would be game for heavy too. Handed. <laughs> oh, the acting. So, after this weird, brief conversation about Doctor Pretorius <laughs> and how he gets down, 
You know, he goes hard in the paint in the bedroom. You don't want you don't want none of that guy unless you if you don't want to walk right the next day. They decide, let's fire up this goddamn machine that already killed one person. So he's like, Jeffrey Combs is like, uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Tillinghast. He's like, you know, don't move. If you're in the field and you don't move, the creatures cannot see you. Yeah. What do they do? He says this too, how many times? Like, in succession. Like. I would say a baker's dozen. Okay. He says it a lot of times. He really lays it on, like, you know, don't fucking move, guys. <laughs> I think he, he even says before he finally flips on, he goes, and remember. Yeah. <laughs> like a don't final Don't fucking move. What's the first thing they do when he flips the switch on? They both start, uh, she's moving her head. Brown, Brown Lee is walking right towards. He might uh, as well have been on Beat Street. He might as well have started breakdancing. <laughs> he's just, he's so animated and moving around. Yes, he just darts right forward, right away. And did we see, so we're seeing the eels again, starting to fly around them. The eels and the jellyfish. And he reaches out towards one. And it takes a big old bite of Brown Lee's wrist. It just, yeah, clamps right on there. Because, you know, he's like, hey, don't move, or the monsters can see you. So what's the first thing he does? Starts, you know, fucking busting a move and grabbing at monsters. And is that the point where uh, uh, Jeffrey and Barbara are just looking at each other? Yeah, so when the pineal gland gets good, gets good and uh, good and vibrated, yeah. everyone gets super horned up. Yeah. So we got Dr. Tillingist and Dr. McMichaels, they're just staring at each other like, like, I want to fucking dip you in honey and lick you dry. So it attacks, uh, it attacks Brownlee, they kind of snap out of their trance from looking at each other, right? And, and they notice yeah. the, uh, that he's being attacked. That he is attacked by the jellyfish, and that's when the fun starts. Dr. Pretorius shows up, our headless doctor who's supposed to be dead, and everyone's like, what's right. going on? He's super slimy and naked for some reason. So he, he starts talking to them. What's he see? He's saying stuff just about uh, being whole now. The, the machine, and this is where he is now, and, you know, it's almost like, I have such sights to show you, like Hellraiser or something. So Jeffrey Holmes, is this really you? Yeah. He's like, touch me if you don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Is it really you, Edward? Touch me if it pleases you. When a grown naked man who's covered in slime asked me to touch him. Who was the cat who you saw decapitated? Who I saw decapitated. <laughs> I wouldn't go, you know, sliding on up to him laying hands. Right, yeah. Just casually touching him. Yeah. But he does. He does. And he touches his shoulder and it his, just sinks in like gelatin or something. Like somebody sitting into a beanbag chair. You can see all the <laughs> the fingers just kind of like set into his hairy shoulders. Yeah. And he's like, oh. And then, uh, yeah, he recoils in fear. And then it's my favorite part of the movie. Uh, Pretorius starts cracking up and wipes his face, and his skin comes off almost like Very toilet easily. paper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like paper machine. It really wasn't being held on there by much. No, and it just looks so insane. He's laughing, and it just... It just <laughs> my face off. Yeah, it's so crazy looking. And then, like, worms or something? Like, it's, it's a weird behind shot. Where he's oh. like, ah, and it looks like there's like hundreds of like worms it's like, like hanging out of his sort of, shit. Yeah, which looks awesome. I love they, that. They turn the machine off. And then yeah, they, they they turn it off. Everything disappears. And she was like, wow, you weren't lying. He's like, bitch, I told you. All right. So then you know they're talking about the experiment, and Bubba Brown Lee brings up the greatest, <laughs> his second greatest line in here. And this is how we verify that that it has a bit of a sexual charge to it. Right. He's like, what about my hard-on? How about the hard-on I got? Is there a statistical correlation for that, too? What about my hard-on? Or, no. It's something What like about that. the hard-on? Or my boner? 
or something? No, he says hard on. Is it hard on? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and then that's when... Uh... No, he says, how about that hard on I got? Okay. Because I made sure to make a note of it because it made me laugh so hard. <laughs> okay. And that's when Barbara verifies that, well, there could be some kind of sexual side effect to the vibrations. Yes. And then it becomes concrete. And that's just what it is from then on out. You get moderately turned on when your penile gland gets rubbed. That sounds dirty. I mean, the, the pineal gland towards the end of this movie gets a little phallic. So, so they verify that. They're eating... Uh, some chicken and dumplings. Chicken and dumplings. Which, after watching this movie, I made some myself. I was like, oh, that looks good. I'm going to make myself some chicken and dumplings. Used to play football. So they're making those dumplings. <laughs> Everybody eats. They're talking about hard-ons and horniness. And then... And Brown's uh, insisting on leaving. He's insisting on leaving. Jeffrey Combs is way into this idea. Yeah. And the girl's like, no. We need to keep experimenting. Yeah, we can't leave now. We've gone too far and this and is like, important. comes up with this theory and like this may be why schizophrenic, like people who are schizophrenic maybe just be uh, more sensitive to these vibrations and maybe the things that they, that we think they're hallucinating or they're actually seeing because they're sensitive to the vibrations they could see what the, the resonator would right. require us. And this can see. lead to all kinds of new developments and, and schizophrenic research and, and possibly uh, help them, you know, deduce what, what's the cause of it, how to sort of curb it. Yeah. So that's very noble of her. Ish. Ish. Because at the same time... It seems really irresponsible as well. I could suspend my disbelief enough to be like, okay, they let them bring this psychopath back to this place to turn on this machine, you know, under a doctor's supervision. But what I can't believe is after they saw that it worked, that they would continue no. to experiment with this thing. It's like, no, you verified it. Call the army or something. Yeah, take... take or let homeboy go because he obviously didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Send uh, Bubbly's crazy football playing ass back to the station, and you and some scientists, you know, team up, get a team together. Yeah. Put some safety uh, safety checks in play. Right. Something. Yeah. It's act like you give a fuck about your life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see monsters. Brownlee's getting chewed up by jellyfish. Right. Yeah. Homeboy's showing up, ripping his own face off. I'd be like, you know what? This may be something we don't want to just play with. Brownlee and Combs want to leave. So, like we said, the girl pretty much just gets her way. She's like, nope, we're yeah. going to keep doing this. So they all go to bed. She's in a nice, oversized bedroom. Dr. Tillingist is sleeping in the sex dungeon, and I don't think it really shows where Brownlee is shacking up. Barbara's tossing and turning, and she's, like, getting turned on in their sleep. Uh, she gets out of bed. She's all horned up, because apparently when the pineal gland starts getting a little bit of stimuli, you're just a horny sex freak from then on out. She goes up to the machine, fires that sucker back on up. And this is where things really get fun. Tillingist wakes up, figures out what's going on, goes running up to the machine. Pretorius shows back up, has uh, the girl, and now half his face looks like chewed up bubblegum. Like, yeah. well, not just his face, like his body. Like, he's fine. This half, and then this half's all like... It's like uh, melted wax, almost, yeah. like that kind of look, into his shoulder and the side of his body. It's it's like he had like a like a really bad stroke on the one side, and then they took all the bones out. <laughs> and he has her, right? Doesn't he have her, uh, he ripped her, is that the part where he rips off her... Uh, her shirt? Her nightgown or whatever Yeah, and he's playing with her tits with his big elongated fingers. So yeah, he's grabbing her tits with that, Combs runs up. He's trying to turn the machine off, the machine's running itself, he can't turn it off. So he's going to go down to the basement and cut the power. Not on Brown Lee's watch. <laughs> so he's trying to get down the stairs. Brown Lee comes running out of whichever bedroom he was in, in the tightest, smallest pair of yellow <laughs> underoos, nothing else, and just 
tackles yeah. the dog shit out of Jeffrey Combs down the stairs. Down the stairs. Doesn't say a word. Doesn't say, hey, where are you going? Just tackles the <laughs> fuck. He could have been getting a glass of water. <laughs> Woke up in the middle of the night like, I am part of Now my watch, Brownlee, wham! And my, where was Brownlee's enthusiasm when they first got there before right. they realized he wasn't a murderer? That's what I'm saying. That, when he just took off with his axe. That's the first time he he asserts any sort of authority, and it's overkill. I mean, yeah, he could have killed him. It's a football tackle. It's a, a football, football tackle. <laughs> you know, it was, it was beautifully beautiful form. <laughs> you know, he used to play pro football. He was crazy. We were all crazy. All crazy. Uh, and you know, he showed it. He h h hiked that bitch down the stairs. <laughs> and Jeffrey Combs was like, God damn! You yeah. just fucked my whole world up, Bubba Brownlee. But not really, though, because he gets right up. Well, I mean, throughout the, the duration of this film, Jeffrey Combs is getting wrecked from scene to scene. <laughs> There's not a single scene of this where he doesn't get wrecked a little bit. Yeah, oh yeah. And he gets up, and what is he? He just goes, uh... The machine's it's on. It's running itself. It's running itself. We have to go cut the power in the basement. She's upstairs getting molested by the creepy bubblegum Melty Doctor. They go running downstairs, and for some reason, there's all this water in the basement now, and there's a giant worm down there. Yeah. Like a giant... It looks like, looks like exactly like a sandworm from Dune. It does, yeah. And in it's... fact, it probably was the sandworm from Dune. They probably just like, you still got that thing? So he's jumping over this thing in the water, trying to get to uh, the, power the circuit box. board. Yeah, turn it off. That's when the worm gets Jeffrey Combs' head in its mouth? It starts sucking on its, it's head. sucking on his head. At the same time, in the attic, Pretorius' head mutates. It's some weird... It's like a it has bird a insect beak. thing. <laughs> yeah. It's got several beaks, <laughs> and her head's in his mouth. They're both He's downstairs heads. in a worm. I, th I think... We were talking, you know, the, there's a theme later on in the movie where they're trying to eat pineal glands and brains. Yeah. So I think they were going after the brains. These... Which is also why Pretorius had his head eaten. Right. So early in the flick. The creatures uh, from the other dimension <coughs> seek out brains. Yeah. And as we'll see later, they actually have some kind of enhanced infrared uh, sort of uh, vision that helps them do so. Yeah. So they're getting their heads sucked. They're getting their heads sucked. Brown Lee goes jumping on in and starts stabbing up some worms and cuts the power. He only stabs them once, too, I want to say. That was a pussy-ass worm. So, for some odd reason, now they both were getting their heads sucked. Yeah. She upstairs is, you know, still like, His hair, all after, from the, here on out, Jeffrey Combs has no fucking hair. No, he's like a monk. The, the, <laughs> the fucking worm sucked all his goddamn hair off for some reason. Right. So they, we cut to him bald. He's like in his underwear in the sex dungeon, sleeping it off, and you can see that his ribs are just all bruised up. His fucking hair's missing. He's got a big bite out of his cheek from the jelly. He's got this dude's getting fucked up this whole movie. He looks just like Powder. Do you remember that movie Powder? Yeah, that guy. <laughs> it was made by that rapist who made all the Jeepers Creepers movies. So he's Start all fucked up on the bed. On the bed. She's in there. Brown Lee's in there. He's like, Yo, this is your fucking fault. We're getting out of here. I'm gonna go get the car ready. Get dressed, because she's in a bathroom. So he's getting the car ready. This bitch just puts on the leather domineer, dominatrix outfit. And she's rubbing the leather and getting all turned on She's by getting it. all horned up, and she looks down at bruised up, ugly ass, beating the shit Jeffrey Combs with his fresh bald head. And she does the weirdest fucking thing. It's like one of those things that every time I see it, I shudder. Like, really? I didn't even notice until you pointed, I pointed it out. I noticed that she did something, but I didn't know. I didn't realize. You didn't what realize she was exactly doing. what she was doing. <laughs> yeah. What this dopey bitch does? <laughs> <laughs> she gets all leather daddied out. 
and she sits down next to Jeffrey Combs, who has obviously had a real bad fucking night because of her. <laughs> and she's all horned up, and she slides her hand down his uh, down uh, onto his dick under the blanket, gets herself a whole handful of dick sweat, and just starts rubbing it all over her lips. It's like oh, tasting it. That's some good Jeffrey Combs ball gravy, <laughs> straight from the taint. So she's all horned up. Brownlee comes back. She starts trying to get on Brownlee. He comes, she comes back. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah, he walks in. She's now straddling Combs. Yeah, at this point, she's straddling. He's still sleeping. He's sleeping through this whole thing. He must be a hard sleep because he's all bruised <laughs> up. You'd think he'd be sore. Like, well, he like, spent all get, night. Get the fuck off of me, he you spent bald, all, sweat, all... <laughs> licking fucking weirdo. He's He was all worn out from getting sucked all night. You know, yeah, like, leave, leave my balls and my machine alone. You are making horrible life decisions every other scene in this movie. He's kind of a tragic. You called him earlier an anti-hero. I would almost call him, like, a tragic figure. I only, only call him an anti-hero because of what starts happening after this. We'll get to that, but if you remember, after they get back to the hospital, he's quite a nefarious character. It's not, I would say, though, we'll get to it, but I would say it's not quite his fault. No. Throughout all this, I, I forgot to... Big mention is that Jeffrey Combs starts getting like a darkened mark on his forehead, and it starts. Uh, they show it's kind of starting to like bubble up here and there. Yeah. Which is his pineal gland has been stimulated and it's growing. It's growing, right? Which will come into play heavily. Yeah. Into the rest of this movie. So Brown leaves a crazy pro football playing ass, and by this time they make an extra point to show that he played football because he's wearing his own jersey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> at this point. Uh, with a gun holster on the outside. So, you know, pro football player, but I'm still a cop. So, you know, she's all in her uh, leather daddy gear. She gets off of beat the fuck up, ball sweat drained uh, Jeffrey Combs, and then she starts trying to come on to Brown Lee. And at first, he's all like, mm -hmm. <laughs> he's trying to resist it. But yeah. She's looking all good with her 80s ass and thong hanging out. And <laughs> eventually, he grabs her, and there's a mirror on the ceiling in the sex dungeon. Of course, there is. And he <laughs> shows herself, he's like, is this you? Is this who you are? And she's like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the machine starts itself. Starts itself right back up. And they run up there. So they rush up there. Pretorius is back, but now he's like this weird hunched over form and his neck's on a stalk. That's right. And his pineal glands hanging out like a big fucking pink dick out of his forehead. Okay, yeah. You know, he's after the girl. Uh, Brownlee goes to protect her. And then out of nowhere, bees! Right. A whole lot of cosmic bees. Which are like pink. Which uh, are like pink. Little, They're... little pink beads flying at them. It kind of just <laughs> looks like they, they filled up like a, like a sawdust gun and just ejected all these bees at him. <laughs> But it eats him to basically nothing. Yeah. Like, he's, he's a head and half a torso and then bones on the floor, like... Bruh. So he gets eaten. He gets he gets eaten up by bees. Pretorius is now this weird thing. He starts going after the girl, saying some heavy-handed shit like, Humans are such easy prey. Which I think <laughs> is the tagline for the movie. Humans are such easy prey. Why she's being detained by Pretorius the mutant, made of bubblegum, this brain or this eyeball stock comes shooting out his forehead. It's just like it's like this long and a ball on the end. That's yeah. his pineal gland, and it kind of just 
And while this is going on, Barbara Crampton eventually gets a hold of a fire extinguisher. It sprays the machine down, shorts it out. Right. They get away. Pretorius disappears. Yep. So uh, they escape. They escape. They're back in the hospital. The girl is trying to defend him now. And she saw it. She knows it's real. He's not crazy. Yeah. And uh, the main evil doctor at the at the state asylum is like, well, you're crazy too. Yeah. I'm going to electroshock you. Right. And she's like... You can't do that. And even the nurse is like, you can't fucking do that. She's like, I'm the main nurse. You do what I say. And uh, Jeffrey Combs, uh, who is just all sorts of fucked up now. At first they examine him and they see he has like a forehead because the pineal gland sucked back into his head. He has like a forehead butthole. That's right. And, and this she's main digging nurse around with forceps. just sticks some forceps <laughs> in his forehead and he yanks it out. And it's all like, Poof! and she's like, whoa, 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 right. whoa, daddy. What's going on here? Not for nothing, but this is kind of weird. So, you know, after her examination, she's torturing the other doctor. Uh, Jeffrey Combs gets loose, and they find him. There's a closed door, and there's all this fluid, like pink fluid coming out from under the door. And the main uh, the main nurse, the evil nurse, I'll call her Nurse Ratchet. She's pretty much a Nurse Ratchet <laughs> Acts character like her, in this kinda, movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Opens the door and Jeffrey Combs is just eating a big bucket of brains. Yeah. There's just all these brains, he's eating brains. Just nibbling at it. On the ground in like kind of like a fetal sort yeah. of position. And she's like, yo, put those down, they'll make you very sick. And he's like, they're delicious. Yeah, and she's just freaked. <laughs> and then he realizes what he's doing. Oh! <laughs> and he stops. For now. Right. But he was eating the shit out of some brains. And she starts kind of comforting him and starts kind of moving him towards the door. And he starts having, like, it looks like a mini seizure, sort of. And he starts seeing in that predator, predator vision. vision. And he's looking at her head, which you can see right through it. And the focus is her brain. Yeah, the, like an 80s graphic of a brain shows up. And he's like, oh, I'm going to chew on that. Right. So which he, he does. He runs at her. He <laughs> sucks her eyeball out. And then eats her brain through the eyeball hole. It's horrifying. Yeah. What, what Fantastic a, scene. Oh, it's great, man. What, what a horrific way to die. Like, it's just like, I always thought it was just such a cool way. It reminds me, it's like an Egyptian uh, brain removal uh, technique. Yeah. So at this point, Dr. Pator, or uh, Dr. Tillingus is which way I called him anti here in the beginning. He's kind of lost his fucking mind. And he goes on a spree of eating eyeballs and brains throughout the hospital. And he eventually gets into an ambulance and eats the ambulance people's brains, gets the girl, and abducts her back to the house where the resonator's at. Right. So he gets he gets her back to the house, ties her up, at which point the machine turns itself back on. While all this is going on, she chews off his pineal gland dickhead thing with her teeth. Yeah. Which is what, what's making him evil. And he's all like, oh, I'm good again. But here comes Dr. Pretorius, who is now just this weird fucking mutant looking thing. He, he has multiple phases, multiple... Uh, he just mutates more and more the more you see him. Like, he went from is... a dude who's just tearing off his own face to like this weird, like almost cabbage patch kid, 80s like monster just e thing. Each, each phase that he goes through is just more extreme than the next and it's it's really it's some of the most intense uh, practical effects I've ever seen. So, uh, Dr. Tillingus sees him, and uh, now he's freshly good again after bringing the girl back to him and tying her up, but she chewed his, his shit off. Looks at him and delivers another fantastic line in this movie, where he's like, Come and get me, eunuch! Come and get me, eunuch! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
To which the monster promptly chews his fucking head off. Kills the shit out of him. Somehow, now Dr. Tillingus is inside Dr. Pretorius. Right. And comes ripping his way out of his mouth. And now he's, he's got his hair back. You're right. The it's hair like, is back. He's been reborn and he's... He's uh, reborn. He's got his lovely, uh, his lovely locks are back. His flowing mane of man hair. <laughs> right. Um, rips his way out of Dr. Pretorius, and there's like some inward wrestling moves going on. Like, I think he did a Batista bomb inside him. <laughs> did a Stone Cold Stunner. Um, He's just, it's like a fight to see who's going to emerge from this mound of uh, flesh, of, of melting flesh. Uh, correct. And, and, and goo. And at one point, there's just two monster heads kind of nipping at each other. Yeah. Remember that part? Yeah. Um, and, and the whole Pretorius monster thing with combs uh, mixed into it starts deflating. Mm-hmm. And, uh... So while they're wrestling, the girl gets free, comes running from the house, and we cut over to the neighbor again, who was annoyed in the beginning of the movie. All the noise is going back up, and then the house just explodes. Yeah. It just blows the fuck up. Right. It explodes her out of the window. I don't remember that. Because then she falls and hits the ground. Oh, that's right, yeah. It propels her out of the glass. <laughs> so she goes, yeah, she goes flying out the glass and breaks her leg on the sidewalk. Bones hanging. Bones hanging out. She's on the sidewalk. House is blown the fuck up. Yeah. The two uh, goober gum boys got done with their wrestling moves. They're dead now. The machine's <laughs> gone. The old lady comes up to try to comfort her and all the neighbors are collecting at this point because a house blew up in their neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And she's like, don't worry, honey, I called the fire department, everything will be fine. And you know, they're looking at her leg and she starts just kind of losing her mind and yells the words, it ate him. And then she just loses her mind and starts laughing and boom, credits roll. Yeah, it's a great ending. Just completely batshit crazy. She looks nuts. Yeah. Now. Like I said, when this movie gets going, there's very little filler. I mean, it's fucking balls to the wall bananas. They they establish what's going on within like a couple conversations in the uh, right after the the intro, right after the credits roll, the intro credits, and then they're back in the house and there's monsters and everything. Like the the practical effects work of this is really cool, really so fun to watch. Crazy, yeah. You know, like I I'm a sucker for for a practical effects monster movie, and this is just chock full of monsters. Uh, great horror movie cast. You know, like a lot of veterans from other cult classics, such as Reanimator, Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, uh, great director. Amazing. Yeah. Um, big Stuart Gordon fan. Even some of his lesser known movies, uh, I, I'm a big fan of. Yeah, me too. I love Dolls, which we were mentioning earlier. That's, Dolls. That's kind of a forgotten one. There's um, there's even a movie not a lot of people are talking about where it was based on a true story of a woman who was partying and was driving home and hits a homeless man and he gets lodged in her window. And instead of calling anyone, she parks the car in the garage and waits for him to die. Wow. I made a movie about that too. I think it's called Stuck. And then he had another uh, fantastic movie that had the guy who starred in Office Space, Peter, where Norm from Cheers, he witnesses Norm performing a crime and ties, uh, ties the dude from Office Space up and beats his head in with a golf club every day trying to fuck his memory up Whoa. so he would, like, would forget about this. And it kind of just turns him into like a, kind of a super anti-hero. It's called King of the Ants. So it was really fucked up, too. That sounds awesome. Uh, so what, would, what, what are we doing on a grade system here? What would you give this movie? Uh, well, what are we picking this week for our, our grading system? I'm going to say uh, stars will be uh, Jeffrey Combs' bald head <laughs> with, with pineal stock. Okay. 
Those will be stars. Okay. Half stars. Uh, about half star chicken and dumplings. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Does that work? Yeah. So we got we got pineal uh, combs and chicken and dumplings as half stars. What there would you go. give this movie? Straight up, I'm gonna give it out of five possible points. I'm gonna give it five Jeffrey Combs pineal glands. This five is out of five. It's one of my favorite movies. I have more fun watching that movie than uh, probably any other horror film. I'm gonna have to agree. I give it five as well. Wow, uh, it's a personal favorite to me as well. <laughs> I even have a, a original movie poster from when it first came out somewhere wow, around here. Wow, really? Yeah. It's, it's truly a, uh, a a monument to film, and it's I haven't really, other than you, I don't really know anyone who's ever seen it. It's kind of a you know, uh, it gets it gets kind of swept under the rug because of reanimators. Uh, uh, very formal shadow being cast over top of it. When right. people think Stuart Gordon and they think Jeffrey Combs, they think Reanimator. They don't think From Beyond. Which is insane because to me, because this movie is just way more batshit than Reanimator. Like, yeah, Reanimator is a batshit movie, but this one is kind of. <laughs> this one goes to eleven. <laughs> it, it, it spinal taps the shit out of it. It dials it up that one extra notch beyond ten. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, I mean, I love this movie. I couldn't recommend it enough. If you want like a fun party movie, you want to you know have a few beers, smoke a joint or something, and watch something that'll like trip you and your friends out, watch fucking From Beyond. Totally. It's just it, when you think it's gotten as crazy as it can get, it just it trumps itself. Oh, it trumps. It just keeps going. It <laughs> yeah. just keeps going. So from all of us here at the campfire to you guys, uh, thanks for joining us for another episode. Uh, make sure you smash that subscribe button. It helps us out more than you think. If you like what you see, it'll help us get uh, better production quality. Obviously, we need to up that a little bit. We're working on getting an actual studio put together. Working on Instead yeah. of, uh, you know, the giant green screen we got going on. It'll be like a real green screen. Yeah. Coming soon. Coming soon. So if, uh, if you like what you see, hit that subscribe button. Uh, yes. Helps uh, helps get us support. Helps uh, help us. It helps us be able to fund what we're doing. Yeah. Because we we do this pretty much out of pocket. Yeah, absolutely. For your enjoy, we, we love watching movies. We love talking movies, and that's what we're doing. So totally. From all of us here at the campfire, you guys have a good night. We'll see you next week. See you next week.